What's going on, guys? This episode of Drugs and Stuff got totally interrupted by a bad internet connection. Thank you, wow. Thankfully, they got it fixed and we'll be good for the future. So there's a hard stop right at the end. Regardless, anyway, we got a bunch of good stuff for you today. Today, we're going to talk about how methylating a compound changes it. We're revisiting Proviron and we discuss low-dose VAR versus high-dose VAR. What are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? All of that, guys, and a bunch more. Thanks for tuning back in. Let's get to drugs and stuff. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crossland in Christmas Cabbage. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by True Nutrition. We're brought to you by Strom Sports Nutrition. We're brought to you by SupplementSource.ca. And most importantly, we're brought to you by you, the people of Patreon, who mean more now than ever, considering that YouTube is trying to basically can everything that we're doing related to drugs, related to swearing. Everything's changed for 2023. I came into this year, Dave, thinking to myself, 2023 is going to be a good year. And then lo and behold, all of a sudden they changed their rules. Oh, and we're brought to you by evalbloodanalysis.com. Get your lab work done by Dave. Yeah, I'm not allowed to swear anymore, peoples. Yeah, we're not allowed to swear. With drug stuff, we got we, we didn't get to monetize the last episode. And here's the problem with that, guys. If it's not monetized, then YouTube is like, well, why would I care to boost this program in the algorithm? It's not going to make me any money. So non-monetized content doesn't make as many views. So uh, we need to be able to continue trying to monetize stuff. Plus, you know, it justifies me working like full time on all this stuff anyway. So if you guys aren't part of the Patreon, I would encourage you to please check it out. It'll be the first link in our description. And thank you to everybody who is. We had a few people that stepped up uh, when I put out a call over at the Facebook group for Think Big. And I appreciate the heck out of you guys. So anyway, Dave, here's the deal. They said that we're you know, so swearing. You're not allowed to swear right at the beginning. But then if you swear repeatedly through the show, it can also be demonetized. Uh, so there's. That. OK, so how many F-bombs am I allowed to show? I would say one to two, but they have to be like later in the program. Like we're way too early to get into F-bombs right now. Two, two. That's plenty of F-bombs, Dave. All right, so if I can't use F-bombs, can I use see you next Tuesdays? No, no, never. You guys can only say that in England. That's not something we do here. And and we're being judged, I think, by American standards is my guess, you know? Okay, what about pregnant fish? You don't know the words. (laughs) No, I, I don't know what you're talking about now. I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. We need to stop this before we, before we... We get in trouble. The other thing is, is our, our drug content. So we have to keep in mind that nothing that we do or say is anything that we recommend to you. We're not making any suggestions, nor do we glorify the use of anything that is illegal. In fact, our content is designed for people who can use anabolic steroids in places that's completely legal. And we wouldn't suggest anybody did anything otherwise. Right, Dave? Correct. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and, and that we might not be able to get quite as specific. So with, with things like dosing and stuff like that, but you know, you guys are smart and you'll be able to still follow along. There's no question that said, the content isn't going to change. And it's important. I think that we're able to put this stuff out. You know, I think that I wish that I had some of the insights I have now, you know, 20 years ago. And I know I meet people all the time 
that are operating under just really bad information and they're getting themselves hurt. A lot of what we do is pretty basic stuff, but you have to learn that basic stuff sometime. And so that's really what we're here to do. You get a little more advanced at times, but for the most part, we're just trying to help keep people safe, you know? So I've decided that I am going to discuss a village in the mainland of Orkney in Scotland on a regular basis on this show. Okay. That's a village? That's the name of the village? Yep. Wow. Have you ever been there? Because I know you've been to Scotland. No, I haven't. Okay. We should go. When Victoria and I come out, we should visit that village of T-W-A, etc. Well, we et can say that. The village of Twat. We can say that. Because it is a city. But yeah, we're, we may be pushing our we might be pushing our limits there. Who knows? I don't know. But we're going to think of new swear words that aren't swear words. Okay, that's good. That's what Dusty was saying. He was saying like we could instead of saying f the f word, we could say a different f word like Frank or something. I don't know. Codes come up with codes. Anyway, here's the deal. Normally, I feel like we're going to have this like awesome action packed show with like the one we planned last week. The, the the wind is taken out of my sails a little bit at the moment, and I'm re replanning everything. We started releasing clips on days that podcasts don't come out, which can be monetized so we can keep building the channel. And we're going to get through this. There's no question about it. It's just a matter of rolling with the punches and, and reconfiguring. So we're going to do our best to get through the program today. You guys left us a ton of listener questions. We shall tackle all of them and leave us questions for the future, too, because, uh, you know, that's how we do this thing. Right, Dave? I have no videos. You have no videos. So, yeah, I've your challenge. No your front challenge. Family Guy extracts doesn't count. <laughs> so you can't slime your way around using that, you village in Orkney. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just get into this thing, man. We've already eaten up a bunch of time. <laughs> Anybody who was new to our channel already left because they're like, I tuned in to learn about steroids and they didn't talk about anything. So anyway, do we uh, ever talk about anything? That's the question. We do. We do. All right. You got a bunch of comments and questions here. I'm just going to start going from the top here. Um, oh, well, this wasn't even a question. He says, uh, I find a comparison between D-Ball and EQ interesting. EQ was first in 1949, um, removed the ester from the 17B and put a methyl group on 17A, and it's a completely different drug. It is It is course, true. Course, completely different drug. Yeah, of course it is, because it's got a completely different... I think what people don't realize is very small changes in anabolic compounds, carbon rings and everything else, make huge changes to how the drug acts. Just methylating a drug changes it completely. Yeah, um, they are completely separate compounds, even though they may appear like they share a base root. What do you think about the difference between regular trend and methyl trend? Have you ever used both? Of, have you used each of those? And if so, well, how are they different? I mean, all right, let's do it from a numbers point of view. If you go on the anabolic androgenic values, which I know are let's 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 coin them as guidelines, yeah, rather than anything else. Then Tren is 500, 500. I think the androgenic on methyl Tren is something stupid like 64,000, which is why methyl Tren's dosed in generally a milligram or two 
Or micrograms, even. Yep, and and Tren itself can be in the hundreds of milligrams. So, you know, methyltren is a much more concentrated drug. Um, I think that's probably the best way of describing it, is it's a concentrated version, though that's not technically correct. Had you ever used uh, methyltren? Yeah, surprisingly, got bugger all off it. What do you mean? Like, was it you were using fake methyltren or what? Well, there's always that potential. <laughs> the thing is, you see, I so I've used tren and I've used tren at very high doses, uh, as in very high doses. Yeah. Um, and I am confident that the tren itself was good. Um, and okay, not from the same vial. And granted, you know, vials can be very different. But the same lab, same time, same batch. I I won't mention his name. IFBB Pro friend of mine uh, used it and it blew his socks off. Huh. I used it and didn't really get much in the way of effects or sides above what I would have done if I'd have used the same dose of Decker. Um, so the methyl trend, whether it was genuine or not. I, I truly don't know. I tried a milligram, got nothing, tried two milligram, got nothing, tried three milligram P workout, got nothing at that point, decided what was the point and didn't bother with it again. Wow. So I only used it once and it was in my contest preps. I had always used Halo um, the last few weeks of the prep. And this time I thought to myself, you know, what? I'm going to try methyl trend. And the difference was, my ability to regulate body temperature went away. Like it was the summertime and it was hot. Like, I mean, really hot. And this is during that, that five year stint when I came back to Michigan and started working for the pop company. And I was, I remember being in a, a like a, a back room of a grocery store unloading some pallets and it, it was summertime and there's no AC back there. And I literally had to like stop. I had to stop and drink water. And at that point I was like, oh yeah, this is not working for me. Like I was, I was getting like heat stroked out and I was, you know, real close to a show, but that had never happened to me before. And that, that was at 750 micrograms. I started at, I think 250 to just see what happened. Went to 500 micrograms and I was like, okay, yeah, that was all right. Went to 750. And then I was just like feeling that hot, hot feeling. And eventually after several days that occurred and I was like, yep, this is a bad idea. And I stopped. I I went to 1.5 grams of trend. Oh, this was methyl trend at one point. Yeah, no, but I'm saying the actual trend. I went to 1.5 grams methyl trend. I did three grams, three milligrams. Mm. That's a lot. And 1.5 yeah. grams of trend is that trend ACE or trend E? Trend E. Okay, so yeah. Oh, Dave went away. I don't know what happened to Dave. We'll get him right back. I'd like to take a moment to say thank you to our supporters. Thank you to the people who have helped us make this show continue to come out several times per week. So number one, thank you to our Patreon subscribers. And if you know one of our Patreon subscribers, you can thank them directly because they're the biggest driving force right now that's helping to support this show. If you want to take part in Patreon, we can use all the help we can get. We vote with our dollars, and I want to say thank you to everybody who has voted for us. Also, I want to say thank you to our advertisers. You guys have directly supported what you're doing. You believe in us, and I only work with advertisers that I believe in, too. Shopping with them is shopping with us. Use our code THINK at True Nutrition. Shop with Strom Sports Nutrition in the UK, and shop with SupplementSource.ca in Canada. I'm happy to talk and give you insight on any of their products, or if I don't know, I can direct you to somebody that will. 
appreciate you guys tuning in and thank you for all your support. Let's get back to the programming. Yeah, just just went blank. Yeah, um, I lost the internet. Said I was offline for a second. Yeah, what are you saying though about one point five grams of trend? E. Yeah. I, I I don't like I say I don't know whether it was genuine or not. All I can tell you is same lab, same batch, AFBB Pro. With the methyl trend. No, with the Tren A, Tren E, with okay. the Tren Nth. He took a mill uh, and he he had everything. Tren cough, all the injuries hurting straight away, the, the work. Everything you'd associate with Tren, he had. Yeah. Um, I'd never used Tren before. Uh, I started low, nothing, went higher, nothing, went higher, nothing, went higher, nothing. At 1.5... I suppose the only real effect I could feel from it point, I mean, don't get me wrong, I was on three gram of tests at the same time. So, you know, there's a lot going on here. Uh, but the only other impact I had from it was I became a bit withdrawn. Yeah. yeah. So, so a bit solid, you know, I was very solitude. Um, but I, I genuinely wasn't getting much from it. So I stopped it and went back to Decker. Huh, no kidding, man. How long did you run that for? Uh, uh, 1.5. No, a few weeks. I'll give it. I'll give it a chance. Dang man, yeah. I, I, and how big were you at that time? Oh, I was uh, three sixty. Okay. Now let me ask you something else. Somewhere. I think this is an important factor. Uh, any of your clients? This is not. You're not suggesting that anybody would ever do that, right? I don't even give my clients trend. I I hate the drug. Okay. I, um, I well, I, I, I don't hate it from personal experience. I hate it from what I've seen it do to people. And you see a lot of lab work on a regular basis of people, mm. not even people you're working with, that just come to you and mm. they're like, "Hey, bloke, yeah. I'm running trend." Yeah, I know. I I I find it a very unnecessary compound. I see its uses in the right times, but I, my personal opinion, I'm not saying I'm right. It's just my personal opinion. It is not a drug I'd look to for off-season in the slightest. I yeah. think it's way too harsh. I think it's way too toxic. Um, and I don't see the point of adding it in at daflo little doses. I, I would rather stick to compounds that give me the best bang for my buck with a minimum impact on my health when it comes to off-season. Yeah. When it comes to pre-comp, though health is still a big factor in trying to keep ourselves as healthy as possible, you do get a little bit more effect-driven rather than health-driven because you know if it's for a very short period of time. Yeah, like Victoria has talked about when we had her on a long time ago, uh, you know, health and performance, and that the more you go into performance, the more health is going to suffer, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think for so the, the vast I, majority of our people watching – like they're never, they are never going to need to do or want to do anything like that. You know, I feel like so many more oh, no, of our people that are watching are like, Hey, I'd like to just take 25 milligrams of VAR, you know, with my TRT. It seems like that's a lot more popular nowadays and it's going to be a lot safer too. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely been a move away from mega big doses. Um, the, but there will, there will always be those that push the envelope in, in anything, you know, that happens in every, every sport, every discipline across the board. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, hey, I'd never recommend anyone do what I've done. Um, that's why I'm sighted today with so many health problems. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, move on here. Let's see. So um, we had that question the other week. A couple of people raised raised question to it. 
uh, to our, our response. The gentleman said, hey, I'm you know on 200 milligrams of test, I think it was, or I'm on TRT, and I'm, I'm interested in adding uh, 25, I think it was, Proviron on training days only. And our response to him was that it, it's not really going to be a benefit. You're not going to, this isn't going to be like using an oral anabolic. You're not going to grow muscle from doing this. But people had said, but hey, and, and I think this was a response to that. He says, hey, won't taking Proviron with TRT drop his SHBG, which will in turn have more free test from his TRT dose for muscle use? The real world impact of that is. Yeah. Buckets. Um, you find SAB, SHBG levels to drop anyway on TRT. So they're going to be probably low teens, single digits anyway. Uh, yeah. Dropping it down a few more digits, we should probably will make bookkiss effect on your growth. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what will you that, see? That's the reality. What will you see? What will be the benefit in the real world? You might notice, I would say, potentially like better libido, that kind of thing. You know, you, 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 there's a feel-good factor, definitely, but from a performance point of view, not particularly anything. And obviously, it's going to be antigenic as well. So depending on your testosterone, you might actually restrict growth because you lower estrogen to a point where growth is then going to be um, restricted because estrogen okay. plays an important role in growth. Um, it is an important hormone. You take estrogen too low, you're not going to grow muscle mass. Yeah, I would have to my I, I wouldn't think just like you're not going to get a lot of benefit from it. I don't think you're going to get a lot of drawback either from doing if it was 25 no, on training days, yeah. you know, no, no. But if if you want to take so if you take the same logic applied to the free test argument, then you yes. use the same logic applied to the Eastern argument. So that was the reason I put that in there. But the reality yeah. of it, I think there'll be virtually no impact either way. Yeah, I'm with uh, you 100 percent from a from a performance and muscle growth there may be a mild impact from a point of view of how you feel, but that's as far as it's going to go. Yeah. Um, okay. Important question from here from Johan. He's been commenting on a lot of our content lately. Uh, he said, um, is deep ball Christmas cabbages favorite as well? No, no. He likes ox. Doesn't he? No. No, what does he like? What's Christmas cabbage into? What's his? What works best for him? For cabbage, yeah. Winstrel. You're kidding me! All these no. years. Son of a person without a father. <laughs> <laughs> you notice I caught myself there, right? Um, Scott, would it be possible so, to get Broderick Chavez on any of the shows? You know Broderick. We have already discussed this. Uh, I have already spoken to Broderick, and he is already up for it. We just need to actually get to a point of scheduling it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we discussed it, but we discussed it off the air. So we're doing this for the entertainment of our friends who are watching. I apologize. So the only problem I see with this is that with our current ban on swearing, this could become rather <laughs> difficult with me and Broderick together. Well, we'll just have to not monetize that episode whatsoever, and it'll be just for us. But every episode no, no, should no. be just for us, too, in a way, anyway. You know what I'm saying? 
You know, I, I don't think we can rely on a village in Orkney for the, the whole of that show. I don't <laughs> think it's going to work. So <coughs> one more comment before we get back to questions here. This is last week on the D-Ball episode. Okie, okie dokie, says, it's Monday, boys. And today I took my first pill of D-Ball for 2023. I don't know if that's going to help our... Well, it depends how big it was. It could have been a 50, Dave. One? Come on, Dave. Come on. I was asking, did he take one? That's true. Or did he take five, you know? All right. Back to questions. And and this kind of, I think, uh, this is an interesting one to me. He says, um, I see you guys recommended or recommend 50 to 100 milligrams of Vanivar sometimes. First of all, we don't recommend anything, as we stated earlier. But guys like Vigorous Steve and Chase Irons say that 20 to 25 milligrams of pharma-grade Vanivar is adequate for good results. Thoughts? I have access to pharmacy VAR and can afford to run 20 milligrams for four to six weeks at the end of a cycle, but 50 to 100 milligrams wouldn't be feasible. Oh, Dave, can I start this one out? Mm. All right, because I thought about that. I, I do think you will get benefit from 20, 25 milligrams of, of how, can I say that? I think that 20 to 25 milligrams of our, in my personal experience, would produce some uh, mild progress. There's no question about it. And I think it depends on what I would be looking for when taking Anavar. If I wanted to use that as, yes, David. I do I do believe, though, that you will probably find there is more from, in my personal experience, when I took 2025 with a already injectable base. Of course then there was more from that. In my personal experience, if I was taking Anavar on its own, then I would be running more nearer the 50, 60 milligrams a week. Um, but there is progress to be made at any dose. The The harsh reality of it is, is when my training or diet weren't the best that they should be, then I relied more on higher doses of drugs to compensate for that. But when my training and diet were where they needed to be, I then could use lower doses for the same progress. Yes. If I were a person, Dave, that say was... If you were a person, why would I get... If I were a human being (laughs) that was on TRT and I decided to myself, you know what? And I'm saying I'm dieting and I'm feeling good about life and I'm doing everything right with my food. And I decided to myself, hey, you know what? I might go ahead and get that prescription for 25 milligrams of VAR. And I were to add that in for, you know, six weeks, eight weeks, I bet you that I would feel really good on that. My strength would go up. I would, it would definitely help increase my overall look. Uh, if I and, and I think that you can I could get some really good benefit from that. Now, that said, if I were in a contest prep and I were using Anivar as one of my as my we'll call it my my hardening oral agent. I would probably want to go higher than that um, in in that sense of hardcore bodybuilding for competition. 50 would probably be my dose. And that said, I've known plenty of people in that situation, an advanced athlete who's getting on stage, let's say upper national level, 100 milligrams, not a problem at all. On the other hand, 
five milligrams for a football player or a track athlete, and they're going to see incredible performance enhancement. So it really comes down to your individual situation. Did I say it all, Dave? I think so, yes. I think we worded it correctly as well. I think we're, we're working on that. What about mm. this guy, Damon Sim? He says, uh, question for the next show. I have a young friend, 22, who has gyno from either weed or naturally. He has never touched AAS. Um, he was asking if Nova or Riloxifene um, would get rid of it. His doctor is not helpful at all. Thanks, fellas for the for a prime show once again yes is a simple answer absolutely um removing whatever is the driving factor behind it let's just put that to one side completely novadex action is to block the eastern receptor at the breast tissue and as a result yes it will help with gyno whether it is drug related or it is naturally forming um there's a few triggers you could also look actually at dht cream uh, so topical DHT cream will help reduce gyno as well, if rubbed into the nipple. I've heard that. I had mm. a, a guy on the show. Um, he was like a, a formulator. He had, he had he had the patents for some of the newer SARMs, and he talked about applying like a progesterone cream at the nipple. So progesterone, my understanding from progesterone is a point of view that it will regulate prolactin. Okay. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying it won't, Uh, it may well. I, I'm not aware of it having a direct action in regards to receptors of estrogen, but it may well do, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I, I like where you're going with that. And also too, what about, what about if he goes to get his labs done, even if he had to pay for it privately, let's see where your estrogen levels are too. Uh, you know, would he benefit from having any type of a low dose AI if, if he is dealing with, you know, like a high conversion or better yet, what about his ability to clear estrogen? Let me take that a step further. You know, something like a calcium to glucurate, which may enhance your body's ability to get rid of estrogen. So maybe, maybe he has too much estrogen pooling up, you know? Well, I mean, it's, it's cool. It's going to be caused by one of three things, high estrogen, low DHT, high prolactin, making estrogen sensitivity greater. Um, so they're the three you would really need to look at if you want to go across the board about what could be behind the gyno would be, where's his DHT level? Where's his estrogen level? Where's his prolactin level? Yeah. All right. Um, thoughts on IGF or IGF LR3 or IGF DES? No thoughts? You don't really like IGF? I'm not a fan. Uh, The peptidic version, no, not at all. Um, I I don't find it really much use whatsoever. Uh, If I'm perfectly honest, so a bit of sightfulness, but other than that, I really don't rate it. Uh, that's, That's me personally. IGF itself, if taken in high enough doses, is impressive, but IGF-1, DES or LR3, no, not for me. You, you've probably got, to be honest on this one, you've probably got much more experience than I have because um, I've never been a big one with those peptides. So maybe like 2005, 2004 or six, I can't remember. It really started kind of 
coming out in in the like the research realm and a lot of people started experimenting with it i'd experimented with it a ton myself um i i I can say there is better fullness i found better pumps when using it pre-workout um i i do think there is a benefit in that it is insulin like and if it you know if, if i were not using insulin during a prep because fat loss is my goal you, I could create more fullness in a deficit using IGF. I, I have found that to be helpful, but I don't think that that's necessarily worth it. I know that um, somebody had recently put out a video about this magic cocktail of high growth, high IGF uh, test and high estrogen. And that with those four things combined, then two years later, you will have transformed yourself into a legit monster. And I mean, we are looking at a lot of factors there that will enhance growth, um, but I don't think it's just that cut and dry and simple. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've always found IGF, particularly the, well, the peptide anyway, um, that it becomes more of a temporary cosmetic aid rather than a route towards greater muscle growth. And you'll be fuller, you'll look fuller, and therefore, you know, you'll look a bit better but it's not doing particularly anything from a point of view of driving muscle growth forward because the levels just don't get high enough. Um, now, IGF itself, so in Crelix, that works, but you do need to dose it heavy. And, and I think that's where a lot of people don't go right with that stuff is they just actually don't take the... the I mean, the recommended medical doses are... Is it 0.2 to 0.02 milligrams to 0.04 milligrams per kilo twice a day? Okay. That's what it's used medically. That's a lot. Now, I know with the peptide, you know, IGF LR3 that people were using and still use, it had been used at a really small dose. I remember Dave Palumbo saying that. If you use too much, your body will recognize that and create antibodies, making it not work as well. Yeah, and I say I think it has its place, but I just don't think it's a particular big tool in 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 growing. It's as simple as that. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, there'll be plenty of people who argue with me over that. I'm sure. Yeah, and I think it depends on the person too. You know, like Scott Stevenson had said, like. You know, there's some people that are going to be really good responders to things like growth. And this would be in that category, whereas mm -hmm. most of us are, are not. But if you are, you'll figure it out pretty quick. You know, you don't need to run high doses for an extended period. Like, you'll know. So, Well, I mean, the good thing with pretty much all the peptides is you can play around with them a bit because the harm side of things is is, is very minimal. You know, it's, it's very a very low risk thing. So, but in my personal experience, I have found it to be relatively ineffective. So I will say this, that um, Dr. Rhonda Patrick has done a lot of research on IGF and, you know, from, and it's interesting because there's a lot of longevity people that are, or a lot of bodybuilding people are kind of getting intermingled into longevity conversations because a lot of the same compounds are being used for both. And so we've had a lot of people asking like, hey, I've heard that uh, you know using metformin will help to reduce my IGF and this will help me to live longer. 
And that, you know, there is some, that's what the, that's what the longevity people are doing. They want to lower their IGF, that, that lower IGF is being linked with better longevity. And the way Dr. Rhonda Patrick had put it together is she said that from what they've seen, that high IGF levels may not increase, they may shorten your life. You may, they may age you faster, I believe, but basically your quality of life is going to be better throughout versus lower IGF. You may live longer, but your quality of life is going to be lower too, you know, without having those growth factors and having lower muscle mass that, you know, you just, your ability to maneuver so throughout the world it, may go it's, down. It's very, so to quote a very famous court film, it's better to burn out than fade away. Okay. Yeah, there you go. And there's, that's there's, what you've just said, really, yeah, isn't it? Pretty much. I mean, or maybe you just want to fade away, live longer. I don't know. It's up to you. But I think knowing that going oh. in is important. You know what I mean? I, I, I do find, I'm probably going to upset one now, but I do find the life extension this would probably do well living in a village in Orkney. <laughs> oh, David, David, David. <laughs> What if we just did fart videos? Could we just monetize the channel for that? Like, do you think they'd let us? You know what? I actually think you'd make an absolute fortune. <laughs> we're in the wrong. We're in the wrong field here. We're just gonna change the I, whole I setup. I honestly think if you had a channel of people farting on loved ones, the the <laughs> you would make a fortune off that. Well, there you go. Whoever takes that uh, idea, the monetization of that would be amazing. Yeah, whoever takes you that idea. Yeah, yeah. Give Dave like just toss <coughs> him toss him five percent or something after you make a million. Oh.